Hey boo, and welcome back to my official podcast, Her Infinite Sparkle, where I give out sound advice and help to God as well as inspire young women like myself through my own personal experience. Yes, boo, I went through it so you wouldn't have to. To continue the series on identifying your garden for Mental Health Awareness Month, I want to talk about the time that I almost became a high school dropout. Now, if you're a listener, then you know that I mentioned on one of my past segments that at an early age, I was kicked out of my mom's house. So to get into the backstory of that, I want to go back to the ninth grade. Now, coming from middle school to high school was a completely new world for me. And being a young girl who was sheltered and not exposed to the reality of real life, that was completely different for me. It is a fact that I do believe parents who shelter their children do them a disservice. So I began to see a lot of different things, such as the peop- such as the way that people love other people or show love to other people. So for me, okay, so I really want to tell you guys this funny little story. Uh, when I was in the fifth grade, I had the biggest crush on this girl in my class. And she was just so pretty to me. She was dark skinned and she had long, pretty hair. And I can remember in the fifth grade, I was always getting bullied by the mean girls. And it's so funny because the girl that I was getting bullied by, we're gonna call her Mean Girl A. So Mean Girl A would always bully me, but then she invited me to her party and nobody showed up. So I was like, are you mean because you don't like me or are you mean because you don't have any friends and that's why you're mean? So to get back into the girl that I had a crush on, we're going to call her C. Anderson. So C. Anderson was always nice to me and she always just would make me feel better when I was getting picked on. So to make a long story short, that's the moment that I realized that I might have some type of interest in women. And so one day (laughs) I remember a teacher came in in the classroom girl and she had a nice little cute little shape. And so I was looking and when I looked up this boy, we're going to call him Jay was looking at me and I'm like, why are you looking at me? Looking at her. And then I was like, so ashamed and I was like I'm not looking at her and he was like girl yes you are and I remember this so much like I really remember stuff that stands out in my life and so in fifth grade I had already knew that I had some type of attraction to women and so when I went to middle school I really didn't have a boyfriend I wasn't really into that Cause I was always doing other stuff anyways, student council, dancing, singing, girl, something, trying to be on the drill team. My mama sent that outfit and it was cutthroat for that. (laughs) But girl, I was always into something. So I never really had the time to figure out if I like women or if I like boys. So back to high school, going to ninth grade and me seeing this new world of you know, what's acceptable and what's not acceptable because coming from my background, growing up in church and being in church every Sunday, some things were deemed 
unacceptable. And I guess that's why I felt a shame in a way to express myself or try to bury my attraction for women. And so in ninth grade, I was just like, okay, well, if this is acceptable, why not give it a try? <laughs> because I'm the type of person, I'm going to try anything once. And if I don't like it, I don't like it. Cool. At least I can say I tried and I'm not robbing myself of an experience because I never want to look back on life and say, hey, I should have did that. Or why didn't I try that? I don't want to be that type of person. I know people older than me and they live in regret. Sorry, not sorry, but I'm not going to be the type of person who lives in regret. Anything that I want or anything that I feel like I can do, I'm going to try at least once. And if I fail, okay, it's a fail. I'm going to get back up and I'm going to try again. But anyways, girl, back to the ninth grade. So I remember I had this, um, my first girlfriend and crazy part about my whole coming out experience. It wasn't even a coming out experience. I didn't even get to come out and not that I felt like I had to, because what is coming out really? Nobody ever comes out and say, oh, I like boys or I'm speaking from a female perspective, by the way. Nobody ever comes out and say, oh, I like boys. So why is it that we have to broadcast, broadcast that we like the opposite sex? I don't get it. But either way, girl, either way it goes, I didn't get that experience. I felt like I was robbed of that experience to come out and share with my parents that I'm interested in women. Because I guess, I, I think it was child the doggone security guard putting my business in the street like it's her tea. Everybody want to feel like something they tea and it's not. <laughs> but anywho, I didn't get the coming out experience that I would have liked to have. But never the case. Um, I could remember having the conversation with my mom and she was like, um, she was crying, girl, bawling, trying to figure out why was I interested in women? Because like I said, some things in a Christian background are not deemed acceptable. I mean, it is 2022 and a lot has changed since then, but certain things weren't accepted or as open as they are now in 2010. Let's be honest, they weren't. And so my mom, she was so heartbroken to know that I was interested in women and couldn't figure out why I was interested in women because I was such a beautiful girl. Like, that has nothing to do with me being attracted to women. I just had an attraction to them. So for a long time, I think that that also played such a big role in me and my mom's disconnect growing up. And so... We were always at each other's throat anyway. And then to add insult to injury, like I said on my last podcast, I could remember asking her why she never told me she loved me. And she literally, you know, said what she said to me. So that was also me walking in that light of feeling like she's never going to accept me for who I am. And so for a long time, I did try to hide things that I was interested in because I felt like 
she would never love me if she knew this type of thing. And so when she find found out, girl, it was like World War Three. <laughs> we were always into it about something. And now, even then, like, we were always so much alike. So we will always bump heads anyway because we were so much alike. And now, my mom is like my girl. That's my home girl. I call my mom for anything. I'm calling my mom about advice on a job. I'm calling my mama about anything. And my mom is my biggest cheerleader. She gonna hype me up, period. Um, But like I said, that was such a big thing growing up. It played such a huge role in how me and my mom got along. And I, like I said, I feel like that was something that played such a disconnect in our relationship. Also in high school, I experienced physical abuse as well as in elementary school. I can remember going to school. For some reason, I had an attitude coming home. Now I'm in trouble. Now I'm getting a whooping, but I didn't get regular whoopings. And I don't want to get too much into that of my childhood right now because that is a topic for another segment on my podcast. But I was a child who had been abused in her household. Um, I can remember locking myself in my room, not wanting to leave for hours at a time in high school. And it just got to a point where I was just fed up because I remember the school had called my home and this was the day that I had had enough. Um, with being that my mom did, I didn't feel like she loved me. She didn't accept me for who I was. And it had gotten so bad. And then one day I had went to school. I'm going to school. I'm coming home. And she got an attitude. And I'm automatically like, okay, here we go. She called, I mean, telling me that the school didn't call her and told her that I didn't skip school, honey. And I'm just like, girl, I'm skipping school. Where am I going? don't talk to nobody I don't really hang with nobody I have one friend and she went to another school so I really don't have no friends at this school so where where am I going sis where possibly could I be going so for some reason she never really believed me growing up I have so many stories where she just felt like I was lying and I'm just like what I gotta lie for (laughs) whole time I be telling the truth but you want to believe what you want to believe so cool you stick to the script sis but anyways, child, um, I'm coming home. She on 10 about me skipping school, supposedly. And girl, she pulls a bat out on me. So I'm like, okay, sis, you got it. I'm going to let you have it. It is what it is. At this point, we can cut all ties. So I decided that I wanted to just move out. I packed all of my stuff. And for me to move out and leave my little sister, because anybody who knows me knows that my sister, that's my whole heart, would literally kill for my sister and would literally lay down my life for my sister. That's my whole heart. So for me to leave my sister, that took a lot out of me. I think it took more out of me to leave my sister than it took out of me to leave my mom. And I also feel like my sister was born for a reason the exact way she was born because she is literally the glue to my family if it wasn't for my sister i'm not even sure 
if me and my mom would still be talking to this day. And I'm just putting it out there because I just feel like it was a reason for my sister to be born with Down syndrome because it's certain disabilities that come with it. And if my sister had been one of the children who, you know, were normal and could do everything, it probably just would have been conversations with my sister and me and my mom would have never spoken again behind some of the things that I have experienced in my childhood. So, like I said, after that whole situation, girl, it was out cutting ties, period, because I'm not going to continue to live my life around somebody I feel like literally hates me. And for no reason when I didn't even ask to be here. You know what I'm saying? That's the mindset I had as a child. Um, So I decided I was going to pack myself up and I moved child. And so I ended up moving with my sister. And living with her, that was an experience in itself as well. Um, It taught me a lot. And it was in that moment where I stopped going to school. I had so much going on in my personal life. I had joined the color guard uh, squad because in high school, I did a lot of stuff too. Dancing, choir, singing, color guard, all of that. Talent shows, I did it all. Um, Like I said, I've always been an artsy type person. So I was always involved in school. But when I got to the 12th grade, I had so much on me. I literally had to work and that was my first time actually getting out there on my own and learning how to be an individual who made things happen for herself so in the 12th grade I literally got a job my first job was McDonald's um I did have assistance because my dad who adopted me he made sure that we were financially straight when he passed and so I had that assistance so I had the finances to keep going. Um, I just wish I was more financial literate then in my life. Um, but it was in that time where I was like, I have to work. Going to school is not an option for me right now. I need to work. I need to figure out how I'm going to get this money by tomorrow (laughs) type thing. Um, and then with so much going on in my life, I'm not the type of person who could live an unstructured or unplanned life. If anybody know me, they know that I hate this organization. I cannot function when I have a million things going on or things are in a million places. Like I said, I wasn't in my own space. I hate sharing my space. I wasn't in my own space. I had so much going on in my personal life to add to school and going to work. That was a lot for me being in 12th grade. So... I ended up couldn't, I remember it was this one state test that I had to take over and over and over again to the point where I was like, I'm not taking this test no more. I don't see why we got to take this test to prove that we've done the work to get out of school. It was biology. And it's crazy because now biology is one of my favorite subjects. But I was like, I'm not taking this test no more. I'm going, I ain't going to never pass. I got too much going on. I had to quit the color guard team and I was really good at it. I was like, man, just forget it. I'm done with it. And so I was literally so close to saying forget it until I had this one teacher. Her name is Gray. And every time she sees me, she just say, hey, girl, how you doing? Um, She called me. She was like, 
I took the, I ended up taking the test one more time. And I was like, I'm gonna just take the test. If I pass, I pass. If I don't, oh well. I'm gonna drop out and I'm just gonna work. And she called me. I had missed like, I think two weeks of school. And she called me and she was like, what are you doing? Because <laughs> she was real sassy with it. If anybody know Miss Gray from Provine High School, then you know who I'm talking about. She was our history teacher and she was real sassy with it, baby. She did not play. She called my phone. She said, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm at work, Miss Gray. What's up? And then she was like, well, you passed your test and I need you to come back to school. Because one thing I hate is a dumb girl. And I was like, dang, she snapped for real. But I'm so glad she called me and was heavy on me like that because it taught me never to give up, to keep trying. And even when things look bad, keep trying because there's always going to be an end story to it. And never give up on yourself, for one. If I hadn't graduated high school, I probably would have never went back to get a GED. I think that's what they they call it. I'm pretty sure that's what they call it. I never would have went back and got that. I would have just gave up on it completely and just been a girl who just worked, taking dead-end jobs that I probably wouldn't have liked just to get by. Um, And with me, ended up graduating. Like I said, I ended up going to hair school after that. Um, I actually had a lot going on during hair school because that's actually when I got kicked out of the house because in this time I voluntarily moved out. I ended up moving back home um, because my mom ended up calling me and she was like, why are you not going to school? And I was like, well, I got X, Y, and Z going on. I ain't got time for it. So she was like, look, you need to move back home. I think that was her way of telling me she missed me. But she can say what she want to say. She misses me, and I know it. Love you too, girl. Love you too. <laughs> um, So she was like, you need to move back home. She came me. I mean, she came. She picked me up. We packed all my things, and I moved back home. And I ended up graduating. And I just thank God that I didn't allow the stress of life. Because life is going to keep life. In. It's going to keep happening. And I'm so glad that I didn't let and allow the stress of life to allow me not to finish high school. Because looking back at that now, I probably would have been so uneasy about not finish high school. But I'm so glad that I did. And I felt like when I got home, even though I know my mom wanted me there, with me leaving the first time, I feel like this would never be home for me. And it's hard to explain because people like say all the time, home is where the heart is. Home is where your family is. But I feel like you have to be in my shoes to understand where I'm coming from. Because I feel like after that, this wasn't my home. And I was always looking for it an exit strategy like from their own eye I was like look <laughs> it's on me to figure out how to get out of this and so I ended up you know what this story was supposed to be about me 
dropping out of high school. But I'm just going to keep talking because I feel like it's going somewhere. So when I moved back home, um, I'm sorry, this story was supposed to be about me almost dropping out of high school because I did graduate, girl. Let me go back and double track that. <laughs> I graduated. Um, But I'm going to keep going with this story and we're just going to see what happens. But I ended up moving back home and I felt like nothing had changed. I felt like it wasn't home for me. And so, like I said, I was always looking for an exit strategy. And so I ended up staying there for a good bit, but I ended up moving again. And this time when I moved, girl, no, I'm sorry, girl, life be life in it. <laughs> I have so many stories. You know what? I'm not even going to get into it because I need to really work on my timeline here. And I want to say something and it's not within the right timeline. So I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to speak about that right now. Um, But yes, girls, school, high school, it was a bit much for me going through a lot. But like I said on my previous podcast, I do believe that everything that I went through is aligned for this moment because like I said, I have so many stories to share with my listeners who tune in each Sunday at 1111 to hear what I have to say. I'm so grateful for you guys and I thank you and I appreciate you and I love you from the bottom of my heart. I thank you guys for the comments that you leave. I thank you guys for the support and I just want you to know I don't want you to ever be ashamed of who you are, no matter who doesn't understand you, no matter who doesn't like you as an individual, because you're worthy of that love. Even if it's self-love, keep loving yourself until you find someone who can love you equally. That is all for this week's podcast. If you want to hear more, make sure you tune in each Sunday at 1111 for more of her infinite sparkle. Also, make sure you email me at herinfinitesparkle at gmail.com for personal one-on-one advice, as well as submit things you want to hear on the podcast. And remember, we were all born to sparkle. What's your sparkle?